You're listening to Saturday Morning Rewind with your hosts, Tim and Gary. Grab a bowl of Lucky Charms, put on your hammer pants, hammer pants, hammer! slip on your power glove, and relive your childhood with a show dedicated to the love of animation. I am the terror that flaps in the night. Disney. To all who come to this happy place, welcome. And so much more. It's time for Saturday Morning Rewind. Hey, hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Saturday Morning Rewind. I am, of course, your host, Tim Nidale. Please find me on Twitter and Instagram. It's at Saturday Rewind. And I am your co-host, Gary Lane. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at SMRGary. That's for Saturday Morning Rewind. Gary. Today's episode, yes. we're going to be talking about, I, I thought that since it's officially summer and school is all out, we will go back in time to 1992 and talk about Tiny Toon Adventures how I spent my vacation. Yes, I am excited to dive into this. It's going to be a fun time. We'll be chatting about it. We'll be talking about even our favorite summer vacation, you know, memories and things to do, that kind of stuff. And also, we just opened up the tune line once again, something we had about a year and a half ago, or you guys can call in and leave your voicemails. And uh, we reopened that with a brand new phone number. So I guess I'll just give it out just right now if you guys want to hear it. If you ever want to call in any time of the day and leave a voicemail that you'll hear on an upcoming episode, the phone number is one eight three three smr tune That's one eight three three seven six seven eight six six six. So like I said, any time of the day, leave a message and we'll play it on one of the episodes. Yeah, that is so cool. It's It's back and better than ever, right? Because we've got our own official... Phone number. Yeah, we got our own little SMR tune. I was surprised to see <laughs> that it all kind of fit together. I wanted cartoon, you know, C A R tune, but right, I couldn't yeah. find that on there. I imagine somebody's already grabbed that up. Yeah, you would think. But so not only yeah. that, but I want to talk quickly about the upcoming Saturday morning rewind fan get together. Probably this might be my last time kind of mentioning it. It's, it's already coming up pretty soon in exactly almost three weeks, which is crazy. Hard to believe. Yeah. So if you're going to be in the Anaheim, California area on Thursday, July 13th, around 6 p.m., that's when the get-together is going to be. It's going to, it's going to be at Downtown Disney, right outside of the Lego store. I'll be right next to the Beauty and the Beast giant Lego statue outside of the store. So look for me there. I'm about a six foot four guy. I'll be wearing a Saturday Morning Rewind t-shirt. And uh, I got some free stuff to give you, and we'll hang out for a little bit. Sweet. I think I may have made a similar joke before, but I'm going to make it again. Uh... What if one of our listeners that's like six foot four buys a Saturday morning rewind shirt and stands next to you? Then people won't know. Now you're just giving them ideas. I don't like that. <laughs> yeah, maybe you want to cut that out. Don't do it, guys. Don't do it, six foot four <laughs> listeners. <laughs> but hopefully, I'll see some of you guys out there. It'd be, it'd be a lot of fun. Right next door, there's a Starbucks. We can grab a Starbucks. And I figured one of my favorite new things to do that my friend Christian did with me when I was in Anaheim last couple times, we took a little tour of the, uh, what's that hotel? The Grand, Grand, whatever, the one that looks like the giant cabin. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I forget. I forget now, too. I'm not going to look it up. I'm going I'm to leave this in there. And uh, you guys know what I'm talking <laughs> about. If you guys are Disney fans, you know what I'm talking about. So maybe we can just walk around that, holding our Starbucks, just chat a little bit. It'll be fun. But before we start talking about Tiny Toons, I think Gary had a couple of things he wanted to talk about. Yeah, uh, so a couple things real quick. First and foremost, you saw Wonder Woman yesterday. What did you think? I did. It was fun. I liked it. 
Yeah, yeah, I agree. Let's Be- move on because because uh, <laughs> you, you guys all know how much I love Wonder Woman. So yeah, I've been, I've been talking about I've been talking about wanting them to release a Wonder Woman movie for years and years and years, and many people online were like, "No, that's going to be so bad a Wonder Woman movie." But I think they kind of proved you guys wrong. Yep, I have I have some minor issues with it, but yeah. like she's she's perfect. Yeah, I think is yeah. Um, she was even a better uh, she was a better actress this time around. I, I was a little skeptical of her acting in Batman versus Superman. Me too. But honestly, she didn't have too many parts, so. Yeah, it took me, I was so excited about her being in Batman vs. Superman, yeah. and it took me until like an hour and 45 minutes in this movie to be like, oh wow, I'm watching a Wonder Woman movie. Like, it, it really <laughs> sunk in at that point. I was like, Dude, I've been waiting okay. so long for this movie, you have no idea. I was having to, I, I, for years, in the, I think it started around the mid to late 90s, I was like, you know, they need to make a Wonder Woman movie, and you know who'd be perfect? Jennifer Conley. Oh yeah, yeah. She would have in, oh. in the mid '90s. She would have been perfect for Wonder Woman. This is true. This is very true. Even of course, in the Linda early, Carter could still play her. Yeah, I mean, even in the early <laughs> 2000s, she could play her. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. anyways, one of my biggest complaints was that you know Linda Carter didn't have a cameo in this. Yeah. I, I would, I would have hoped for that. Yeah, but... it's kind of if it was a Marvel movie, I think she would have. Yeah, they do fan service a little bit yeah, better. They do. But, like this is. This is the best DC movie I've seen in a long time, so I'm I'm pleased. Post Christopher Nolan, yes. Yeah. So, anyways, um, I just wanted to get your opinion on that before I talked about <laughs> Ducktales. Woo! The new, yes, the new trailer or the new theme song actually has officially arrived, and uh, it's it's a little different, but it's it's got some good and bad points i think I've what got, are your thoughts on i've it? got let's play a couple seconds of it so people who haven't heard it can hear it right now life is like a hurricane here in duckburg race cars lasers airplanes it's a duckburg no i didn't look it up or anything i should have but is that the same girl who sings the fuller house song uh no no it's it's not uh um, okay uh, that's the girl who sang Call Me Maybe. Yeah, and, exactly, yeah. And made me hate music for a couple years. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but no, I'm not, I, I saw who this was, but I don't remember her name. It's somebody I wasn't aware of. Okay. Probably probably a Disney Channel starlet, if I had to guess. That's true. It very well could be. Yeah. But I think they do a pretty good job of uh, capturing the feeling of the old song. They do, but uh, to me, when I, I hear it over and over again, I, I hear it, sounds good, but it doesn't have the heart, I don't think. Agreed. Agreed. There's something a little lackluster yeah. about it. And the way that they rush the uh, not ponytails or cottontails, yeah. no ducktails, at the very end yeah. is a little weird. But... And I'm, I'm trying not to sound like an old fart, you know, like, oh, my <laughs> cartoon's better than new cartoons. I'm, I'm looking at it at a new light. You know, when we talked about it earlier this year, I was more negative on it. I'm, I'm actually kind of anxious to see it now. Um, mm-hmm. We even have some of the shorts that have been released this past couple weeks that... Yep. Um, honestly, I'm not a fan of them yet. Mm-hmm. I think the best one was the Launchpad one. <laughs> yeah, that was good. <laughs> and the other ones didn't, I, I didn't find anything funny. Are they supposed to be funny besides, I mean, the Launchpad one, I thought was funny, but the other ones, they weren't funny at all. Yeah, I don't know. The, the, web, the Webby one was particularly weird. That was stupid. Um, yeah. Yeah, I liked the, uh, Huey one well enough because it was, uh, it was a nice, like, uh, it brought the Junior Woodchuck guide back, mm-hmm. and you know it referenced that there were some other things, and that uh, Bigfoot in that looked a whole lot like the Bigfoot from yeah. the Goofy movie. Yeah. So it seems like there might be callbacks to other things. Uh, so hopefully, as get, well. hopefully get Frank to voice Bigfoot. Oh, that'd be so cool. 
Um, I think. I the, mean, he seems partially retired, but I don't yeah. know. I think he'd come back. I think the worst one was a Miss Beakley one. Yeah, I'm not actually. I, I say yeah, but I'm not even sure I watched that one yet. It was. I mean, it just there was nothing to it. It was, and then you don't hear her talk, and her yeah. design is just sloppy and lousy. I yeah. hate it honestly. I hate her design. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's she's by far one of the worst designs. I I don't mind uh, Fat Glomgold as much. Yeah, I don't mind um, that. It's kind of a it's different. It makes sense. Um, he was a lazy, you know. He did everything lazy in the cartoon and the comics, so it makes sense. He's that, fat and that sloppy. Is true. That is true. Uh, I was reading in an article that uh, basically the premise of the show is that Donald and Scrooge had a falling out years ago, and they haven't talked in like twenty years. Um, and so the nephews don't even know that Scrooge is their uncle, like we see in the first trailer. Huh. And um, but something happens that forces them to have to work together again. And um, so, uh, but Donald still wants to keep his distance, so he actually has his boat parked in Scrooge's swimming pool. <laughs> <laughs> so there's little things like the backstory kind of gives me a little bit of hope. Yeah. And I don't know the the thing in the trailer that really blew my mind was whenever they went running towards the camera and they came out of comic book panels. Yeah. Uh, I thought that was a neat little touch yeah. to say hey we're doing the old show and we're doing the comic books and something new yeah that so. that trailer slash intro i, th- I thought the uh, animation was awesome mm-hmm. and you know i don't use that word very often so i'm gonna use it right yeah. now and <laughs> right. but then i see these shorts and they just don't seem as awesome they seem cheap you know what i mean yeah the animation I, I the quality is more of like a flash like animation quality totally yeah like something i would have seen on newgrounds uh-huh. and, uh <laughs> I mean, it's something my There's... daughter can draw on her tablet right now and animate, honestly. Sure, yeah, there you go. There you go. But, I don't know, I'm I'm still kind of optimistic. It's it's a bummer that we have to wait until August. And then, you know, for the it's a two-part episode in August, and then we have to wait another month after that. Wow. Um, but I was reading that the comic books come out in July, so at least we'll be getting okay. something soon. And they also announced a couple more voice cast for the uh, cartoon. Um, Officially, you know, Tony is finally, you know, he's been confirmed as a voice of Donald. So I'm happy to see that because we were all questioning if that was him or not. We didn't know for sure. Mm -hmm. So and then also besides that, we have Corey Burton, my favorite, of course. I was surprised to see that. Yes, me too. Like he's the only one on this list of like a veteran voice actor. Mm hmm. So I'm so glad. And it sounds like maybe Ludwig von Drake is going to be a, a more of a prominent character, too. Yeah, for I mean, I, I, thought, I thought it particularly strange that they say and Corey Burton, because not, mm-hmm. I mean, as great as he is, not a lot of people recognize no. him at name. No, exactly. Um, so, yeah, Ludwig must be a big part of it. And then I'm, I'm so glad that they announced Goldie, because I love Goldie as a character in the DuckTales. Yeah, yeah. So she'll be in there. Allison Janney is going to be voicing her. And then, of course, Lin-Manuel Miranda. That was a big thing that they announced about a month ago is going to be the voice of Gizmoduck, mm-hmm. which I'm happy for. So that's going to be cool. Yeah, I think that's cool. He's becoming a Disney namesake at this point. Yeah, he really is. And then Paul F. Tompkins is going to be the voice of Gladstone Gander. And I'm actually excited for that because his voice really fits Gladstone's personality. Now I, I recognize his name, but I'm not quite sure who he's he is. He's a he's a comedian. Okay. He's done a lot of TV stuff as well too, and and a couple movie things here and there. But he's got gotcha. that perfect perfect voice for Gladstone. Cool. Yeah. I'm I'm not happy with uh, 
I'm fine with Jim Rash, I think, being uh, Gyro, but I'm not happy with how Gyro looks. Yeah. He's he's one of my biggest complaints because they made him very hipster. Like, I miss the bright red hair. Yeah. <laughs> but. We'll... Okay. I just looked up a picture of Paul F. Tompkins. I know who he is. Okay. So, yeah, that'll be cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You are listening to Saturday Morning Rewind with Tim and Gary. This is John Machina Jr. and you're listening to Saturday Morning Rewind with Tim Nidell. And remember, it doesn't say Tim Nidell. It's not the real thing. So Tiny Toon Adventures, how I spent my vacation. Um, Gary, tell me about your, your connection to Tiny Toons. When did you first start living Tiny Toons? Was it at the beginning? Uh, yeah, probably so. I, I watched the show a lot more. I, I never had this movie. Um, and I, I've always felt sort of lied to because I always thought it was called how I spent my summer vacation. I know. I, uh, I, I still call only, it that. Yeah. Yeah. Only watching it now. I was like, wait, it's not called that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the, the original title was summer vacation, but they shortened it to fit on the, uh, the, the box of the home video. Yeah, that's so crazy. Um, but I, so I never saw this movie until I was quite a bit older. I don't think I might have rented it once when I was a kid, but I watched the show on TV. They a did. Lot. They did re-air this movie as different episodes around episode ninety-seven. I think it was for about three to four episodes. Oh, I, I read that. I didn't realize that. Like I say, there's the video store that I would always go to as a kid that had a great kid section. So mm-hmm. um, if I didn't rent it there, which I'm pretty sure I did see it there, I just don't have any real memories of that. Uh, I know uh, it, it, it's one of my wife's favorites uh, growing <laughs> up. So we watched it together a few years ago, and that was my first real exposure to the movie as a whole. Yeah. Yeah, I love this movie. First, I, I watched it in the best possible format ever. I watched it on VHS because I, I actually have the VHS copy of it, and nice. it, it was remarkable. <laughs> Still seeing it, you know, it kind of bounces every now and then, and when you pause it, it, it flickers, and I love it yep. so much. Yeah, it, I, I can imagine. I, I saw it on VHS at a video store recently when they were going out of business, and I thought, man, I really want to buy that, but it wasn't for sale for some reason. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I got it for like 25 cents at a thrift store. Nice. Yeah. You don't you don't come across copies of it too often. No, I was happy something. to see it. Yeah, I was very happy to see it. And the best thing of it is the movie is great and all, but in the beginning it has an amazing, amazing commercial for the Tiny Toon Adventures fruit chews. Oh, really? And I love the fruit. I mean, I, I know there are exactly like every other fruit chew out there, but <laughs> I think Tiny Toons was my favorite fruit chew as as a kid. I, I remember eating those at uh in um school. They were so good. Yeah, so good. Yeah, I was obsessed with Tiny Toons when I was ten. That's when it came out, and it was my all time favorite cartoon when I was ten years old. You know, talking to my friends that I grew up with, they'll tell you that I I would not shut up about Tiny Toons. <laughs> I mean, that's understandable. It's, I mean, I didn't have a whole lot of friends to tell me to shut up about uh-huh. Tiny Toons, but, uh, <laughs> you know, I'm sure my grandma got tired of hearing me talk about it. <laughs> Do you have a favorite character, Tiny Toons? Uh, I guess my, my favorite characters are more the, like, uh, supplementary characters, like a, um, a Furball or okay. a Go-Go, you know, oh, but yeah, if Go-Go's we're going to go great. major characters, probably probably plucky it's, yeah. it's hard to beat him that's what i got down right on my list too plucky duck favorite character of all time <laughs> for tiny tunes yes i've always uh, I've, I've always gravitated towards the ducks in cartoons you know me too yeah yeah donald is easily hands down my favorite disney character when it comes to at least the mickey you know the main 
three characters. He's my favorite. And Daffy is just a slight lead over Bugs for me. So it just, <laughs> it just makes sense that I love Plucky. Yeah, and, and I mean, Daffy is Plucky. And, exactly. and in a weird sort of way, Donald is too, you know? It's, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's really, I love the characteristics of the ducks and all these things. Um, but yeah, and, you know, we've talked about it before. I'm sure we've talked about it on the podcast, but with the Looney Tunes show, um, you know, bugs wouldn't matter without Daffy. And, yeah. you know, it's, it, I, they're the yin and yang to each other. Yeah, exactly. And I think they always have been. Yep. Exactly. So Tiny Toon Adventures How I Spent My Vacation was released in 1992. It was actually a straight-to-video animated movie from Warner Brothers and Amblin Entertainment. And, of course, it featured the, the cast of Tiny Toons. It was also the first animated feature to be released direct-to-video in the U.S. I did not realize I that. I saw that. I can't believe that. That's crazy. I know. It's kind of it's kind of wild. But I can't uh, think of any other one, I guess, that was direct-to-video. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, and it started a long-standing tradition. Yeah, no kidding. And, you know, like I was saying earlier, you never see copies of this video around. So, And that's kind of crazy because there are so many records that this movie, yeah. you know, like the VHS sells set for this thing yeah it was like in the top 40 wasn't it for like 16 straight weeks i think so yeah yeah which is cr- crazy that for is crazy for, yeah exactly for a kid's feature that never made it to the theater that was huge <laughs> yeah i mean especially when they could just watch it on tv for free you yeah. know or just watch the show <laughs> exactly yeah because kids you know i wouldn't have known honestly that it was a different storyline i mean i would have i would have known but you know i it's hard to explain. I, I wouldn't really care because I just love Tiny Toons that much. It wouldn't matter what I'm watching. Agreed. Yeah, I, I, I get that for sure. So in the movie, of course, it follows the main cast during their summer vacation from school. Uh, you got the main characters, you know, Hampton and Plucky. They have their own storyline. Babs and Buster have their own storyline. And uh, Fifi has her own storyline, which is kind of cool because you don't see too much of her as a featured character a lot, at least in the cartoon. That's true. Yeah. Of course, you also get the, you know, Shirley the Loon and Foulmouth storyline, which I thought was great. <laughs> yeah, I love Foulmouth. Yeah, he's amazing. Rob Paulson's amazing <laughs> as Foulmouth. I know. And I think that their segment had the biggest laugh for me is when they go to the theater and the movie starts up and that um, fake THX <laughs> thing pops up and it says, now the audience is deaf. I know. <laughs> <laughs> because it's so true. That thing is so loud and obnoxious. I used to, you know, when I bought a home video or whatever, like a DVD or something, I'd mute it in that part because it was so loud and <laughs> like a thousand times louder than the whole movie put together. Mm-hmm. It's so true. There are several different storylines because there's also Elmira. She has a story yeah, going yeah, on. Yeah. And, um, and I feel like there's another one that we're missing. But... I mean, for me, the the best storyline is uh, Plucky and oh, yeah. Hamptons. Yeah, that's that's the main storyline, I think, which I think is very cool. They did that because the main show, of course, it featured Hampton and Plucky a lot, but the majority of the shows based were based around Babs and Buster. So it's kind of mm-hmm. cool to see. I even think Babs and Buster took a backseat even to the Fifi storyline a little bit. I agree, yeah. And I, I mean, I, I remember less of the Babs and Buster storyline, even though me I just too. watched it like yeah, three me too. days ago. Yeah, because <laughs> there they... are a few great little zingers with them, but that's yeah, not it. Exactly. And uh, I actually have a little audio from that THX moment that I just talked about. So here's that audio. Okay. The audience is now. 
now death. That's such a great joke, and that's, uh, <laughs> I believe, Maurice LaMarche? I'm sure it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I have to say, like, Babs and Buster have a story going on, but the only thing, I don't really care about Babs and Buster in that story that much, but they have Byron Bassett, who is another one of those characters that I just love, mm-hmm. even though he never really says or does much. Yeah. It's just really funny. <laughs> um <laughs> Is it just me, or during the uh, Babs and Buster segments, were you expecting to hear this? Who's your favorite possum? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I know I know the Goofy movie came out after Tiny Toon Adventures, the movie and all, all right. but now as an adult, after seeing both movies, when I see those possums, I just expect to hear that every time. <laughs> I know. Yeah, one of my favorite lines, I, I, I wrote this down, let me, uh, when they're going down the river on the little raft and Bab says it's downright twainy in, in a Hitchcockian sort of way. It's like, <laughs> what kid gets that joke? Exactly. So you don't obscure. <laughs> nope. No kid at all would understand that. Except for the messed up kids, I guess I, I watched Hitchcock as a kid, but I just, I still wouldn't get that reference. Exactly. <laughs> and then most kids probably aren't reading Mark Twain unless they're forced to in school. Mm. So <laughs> I think, I, I think I read it outside of school. I'm not sure. Yeah. I think I did too, but probably not at the same age I was watching Tiny Toons. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> During the uh, Plucky Duck and Hampton segments, I, they had a lot of really cool visuals, I think. Like the scene where they pull over for the pit stop, and they all get out. They get all dressed up in the hazmat suits or whatnot to go to use the restroom. And Plucky <laughs> is there, and he sees the water fountain, and then it's like the sand comes out of his mouth, and his mouth's all dried and, and shriveled up and everything. Visually, I thought that was a genius idea. Yeah, yeah. They they do some really neat stuff. Yeah. And, uh, and... I, I love whenever the car explodes. <laughs> uh, and then it just lands in different pieces, just the way it looks, kind of like the sandwiches in Scooby-Doo used to look. Mm-hmm. You know, just layer after layer of car, and they're all sitting on top of it. And then in the next scene, car's back to normal. <laughs> of course. <laughs> <laughs> and one of my favorite underrated characters from Tiny Toons was the Hitcher, the Hitchhiker dude. And I'm so <laughs> glad he's in this movie. Mm-hmm. Because he made a handful yes. of appearances in the in the cartoon as well. One of my favorite episodes was the, uh, is it going up, going down? What's it called? Oh, uh, I think that's what it's called. Going up, I think it is. Mm. Oh, see, I thought it was going up, going down. Uh, no, <laughs> I forget. But yeah, I know what you're talking about. Okay, the one where Plucky Duck's a little kid, you know, elevator goes mm-hmm. up the hole, elevator goes down the hole. He makes an appearance yep. in that one, and it's so cool to see him as the same character in this movie. I loved it. <laughs> I know, and and <laughs> as they're describing the way to you know uh, to tell the this homicidal maniac <laughs> out <laughs> by the, the orange shoes and the, his love for pork, you know, it's it's very, it's just so like you see it coming from a mile away. Yeah. It's so oh yeah. Funny when oh it no, that that gag's been around since the early Disney shorts with Donald oh, Duck yeah. with the gorilla escaping it all. But I still love it. I love those gags. <laughs> yep. Hi guys, Freakazoid here. Don't freak out, but Saturday Morning Rewind will be right back. After a quick word from their sponsor. Oh, and don't forget to fly over to their site at SaturdayMorningRewind.com. Saturday Morning Rewind with Tim Nidell is an independent podcast ran solely off of generous donations by listeners just like you. A lot goes into running a podcast, 
So if you want to continue hearing SMR and would like to get involved, please visit SaturdayMorningRewind.com and check out their Patreon campaign. With a small monthly donation, you'll get the opportunity to get involved and even hear your name on the show. Here's Tim to tell you more about it. Hey guys, Tim Nidale here. I just want to give a quick shout out to our $5 or more patrons for this month. So thank you so much, Jared Tolbert and Erica Pellillo. And remember, you too can hear your name on our episodes. Just go over to our Patreon campaign. We have multiple levels of Patreon, starting at only $2 a month. You will get your name on our website, on our donation tab, and in our show notes, featured on Podbean. For $5 a month, you will get your name mentioned on our episode, just like I just did for our patrons. Or for $30 a month, you can get all of that and also become more involved in the show by asking questions to our voiceover guests, either via email or even audio that I can play back and they can hear it and answer. And remember, every donation that we get helps better the podcast. Whether it goes to new equipment or just paying the bills, every little bit helps. On behalf of all of us, we thank you and we hope you enjoy the rest of the show. Well, back to the show. Guys! Oh, guys! Guys, a Roni! Tim! Gary! Guys! So let's talk quickly about Happy World Land, Gary. Okay. I love it. I want to go so bad. <laughs> Well, it's kind of funny that I think they modeled it after Disneyland. Yeah, it's great. And and my favorite part is honestly that that teeth monorail. Yeah. <laughs> How it, he's on the like the bottom, he's in the bottom or top, I forget. But he's like on the bottom of the set of the teeth and when it goes into the castle or whatever it was, they both form the top set and bottom set of the teeth. I thought that was genius. Yeah, that was the uh, Tooth Fairy ride. Okay. And uh, I, I believe that's what it was called. And several other notable rides were Happy Go Pukey, Happy Feet, The Gargle, The Happy Crasher, The Happy Centrifuge, Slap Happy Fun, The Stairway to Heaven, The Bullet Train to Heck. And yeah, that's that's all of them. But wow. some, some very memorable names. It's amazing. <laughs> I love that so much. And I love how, as an adult now, after seeing the movies, the National Lampoon movies, how this is almost a National Lampoon vacation movie. It is very true. All they need is the attractive woman in the red car. <laughs> yeah, so true. <laughs> I, which I kind of expected as an adult watching it. You know, kind of like a, I know. a you know, like a, a thing for adults to catch. They reference the uh, Christopher Reeve, uh, Margot Kidder Superman film. So mm-hmm. why wouldn't they? Exactly. <laughs> Maybe they didn't get sued because they're kind of yeah. copying the the storyline a little bit. I know. Yeah, that that is true. That even even down to the ending, which I won't go into in case you haven't seen the movie. But if you haven't. <laughs> why <laughs> so in the, in the movie hampton's parents play this little game when they travel did you guys ever play a game like they did when when you traveled when you traveled across country or drove <laughs> uh i i think so i mean like i was with my um most often whenever i traveled i was with my my grandmother and my great aunt who was phenomenally old mm. and uh so the games weren't particularly fun but we would play like <laughs> We would play like road bingo and stuff like that. Um, one of my wife's, uh, whenever my wife's family would take trips as kids, they had a better game called That's Your House. 
And okay. so they would find these these weird things, you know, like as they were driving down the road, they'd see like an old shack and they'd be like, that's your house. Or, uh, you know, like a bag hanging from a tree and they'd be like, that's your house. You know, just the, the wow. wild little things that we do as kids. How insulting. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I think I did the usual games. I played the alphabet bingo, whatever it's called, game where you see the alphabets and just go through the alphabet list. And uh, when, I was oh, yeah, my, yeah. when I was with my grandpa, we played the pretty much the same thing as a slug bug game. But we did it with Ford Broncos because he had a Ford Bronco. And in the 80s, Ford Broncos were more prominent than they are now, of course. So you did right. see Ford Broncos a lot more than, you know, you do now, which I don't think I've seen one in years now. Yeah. Thanks, OJ. I know. Seriously. Was that it? That probably could have been it, huh? <laughs> it could have been. I don't know. <laughs> that may have been the last one I actually remember seeing a Ford Bronco on TV. Mm-hmm. Huh. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> and here is but, some uh, audio from the game they would play in the movie. Are we anywhere remotely near Happy World Land yet? No, but if you're bored, we could always play... Spot the car! Spot the car! <laughs> spot the car! Whoopee! Oh, you mean like spot the red cars or the cars without a state plates? Eh? No, any car! Here they come! There's a car! There's a car! There's a car! I don't even have the visual to go with it, and I'm still stifling <laughs> laughter. So, um, but yeah, it's 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 weird. My, my my grandma and I used to sort of play that game, not necessarily on on trips, but um, whenever we, I'd be sitting out, she had this nice brick wall in front of her house, and I'd be sitting out there as a kid, and you know, small town, not much to do, uh, and we would hear a vehicle coming, and we guess whether it was a car or a truck, huh. and um, you know, like. Once we got really into it, we'd, we'd guess if it was like a white car or a red car. Yeah. And sometimes you'd be right, sometimes you wouldn't. <laughs> wow. Sounds ex- exciting. But that's my hometown, folks. <laughs> Watching this movie, there was one thing that I thought to myself and just sort of chuckled um, inwardly. And that's, if you don't like the show's theme song, you are not going <laughs> to like this movie. Because they reprise it a lot. Yeah, they sure <laughs> do, don't they? If they ever release the score for this movie, it's going to be... <laughs> Mostly just the theme song for the show done in different variations. Tiny Toons theme song reprise, Tiny Toons theme song redux. <laughs> oh man, when they released the DuckTales of the movie soundtrack, they should have called it Redux. Yes! <laughs> Disney, you're not thinking. Come on! <laughs> so I think, yeah, that's, that's about all yeah, I have. Yeah, that's about all I have too. I love this movie. I Just like you, I, I, I did see it as a kid. But I didn't see it a ton as a kid. So it was nice to actually go back as an adult to see it and get a lot more enjoyment out of it now as an adult. Yeah, and it it really holds up very well. Yeah, it does. And, of course, we asked you guys to call in and leave some voicemails about your Tiny Toon Adventures memories. And our first one, I believe, is from Andre. Hey, this is Andre. So what I did for my summer vacation, usually growing up, uh, I would stay up late and I would do, as Buster Bunny would put it, I will goof off every second that I can. And I would watch all of my animated movies, have a movie marathon throughout the whole summer, basically. But I would always start off with Tiny Toon Adventures, How I Spent My Summer Vacation, and a goofy movie first. And then I would end it the the last day of summer with a goofy movie and Tiny Toon Adventures, How I Spent My Summer Vacation. So... I started off the, the summer with the bang, and then I ended the summer with the bang. <laughs> yeah. So that 
that's what I did with my summer vacation, including doing a lot of watching TV and old shows and The Price is Right, you know, stuff like that. Playing video games, reading comic books, and drawing a lot, too. Seeing friends and spending the night over at their houses. So that was how my summer vacations usually went. So I guess that's it. Thanks. Oh, I love that, Andre. That's great, yeah. <laughs> and and he tied it in so perfectly, too. Yeah. Like, everything we're talking exactly. about. Exactly. I, I, I forgot he even mentioned the Goofy movie when I was talking yeah. about it. And I was yeah. the same way, you know. It, he, it's funny you mentioned all those game shows, because I, I did the same thing. I enjoyed watching those old game shows on, the, on weekday mornings during summer vacation, so that was always fun. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I spent a whole lot of time watching television, mm-hmm. uh, especially on summer vacation. Um, I was a big fan of Prices Right myself. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. I got pretty good at it, too. Yeah, yeah. I still watch it every now and then, and Drew Carey's great, but it's not. It's just not quite the yeah. same. Yeah, I don't think I've even seen it since he's been on it. Yeah, I think there's too many different kinds of games now. It's overwhelming. Mm-hmm. And for um, me, okay, let's, since you talked a little bit about what how he spent his summer vacations, what about us, Gary? How did you spend your summer vacation, or do you have a standout memory? Well, I mean, where I live, I'm... Well, where I lived as a kid, I was about three, two hours from the mountains and about four hours from the beach. So I could go either direction and wow. have fun. But I typically went to the beach more often than not because I had an uncle who lived there. Um, so we'd go – whenever I was really young, he had a house right on Carolina Beach and we'd go stay there. Um, a cockroach-infested apartment. It was <laughs> not pleasant, but, you know, the beach was pretty sweet. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, he, he later moved uh, a little ways halfway in between – Carolina Beach or the Carolina Coast and Myrtle Beach in South Carolina. Nice. Um, so I spent a lot of time at at the beach, and one of my biggest, most fond memories would be going to. There's a place in uh, South Carolina called Broadway at the Beach, and I remember going there in 1995, the year that they first opened, and they had like Ripley's Aquarium and all sorts of stuff. Uh, and I still go there just about every year, but it was great being there for the first year. That's cool. Yeah, so for me, I think mostly as a kid, between the ages of, I want to say, maybe 7 and 11, my parents would ship my brother and I off to Portola, California, which is northern part of California, beautiful, mountainy and everything, a ton of snow in the wintertime. And uh, it's about 45 minutes from where we lived in Reno. And my brother and I, we loved it, honestly. It was more secluded. Um they were more strict than my parents were, that's for sure. You know, we can only eat a certain amount. You know, we get like a spoonful of ice cream after dinner. That's about it for dessert. And But we loved it. I don't have any really negative thoughts on that because we'd spend 100% of the time outdoors because all the mountainy areas in the forest. Because you open up their back door and they had, they're on maybe an acre of land. And their fence in the backyard opened up to the forest. No houses anywhere. And so we just walked for hours back there. We set up forts, we set up tents, teepees, and just hiked around and, and, you know, collected insects and played with insects. And they did allow us, I think, maybe an hour of TV. I don't know. I don't know if it was every day, but maybe once a week given. I don't know. So I do remember watching DuckTales and Heathcliff. That's the two that I remember watching a lot over there. Maybe, so I think it was only an hour they let us to watch, honestly. And other times we were, we had to go to the library once a week to pick out a book that we'd read the whole week and we had to read it but i had a great time it sounds boring or sounds mean to a lot of people probably but i loved it honestly we went swimming that's where we learned how to swim they took us for swimming lessons and i loved it 
man, that sounds. I you, you think it sounds boring, but to me it sounds no, yeah. amazing. I, yeah. I, I miss those times. I, I just that nothing to do for yeah. two months. You know, oh, it was amazing. <laughs> we'd go in the back and we, you know, dig up holes and find. We found arrowheads, honestly, in the backyard. So that was cool. Mm. Yeah, it was wow. fun. I love that it is, so much. That is very cool. I. I also had another really good trip to, uh, I forget how old I was. I was still relatively young, but, um, we went up to Maine and, um, it was, it was summer and we were on a lake, but the water was still maybe 45 degrees (laughs) or 50 degrees. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but we still got into the pool anyway, or the, the lake anyways, because you know, your kids and things don't matter as much as they do when you're adults. Mm -hmm. But man, that, that was such a fun trip. Just, uh, I'm reliving all these thoughts at once. Yeah, that's it's, great. It's a little overwhelming, but awesome. Yep. Hey, we got another voicemail from listener Casey. Hello, Kid Carl Cornell here, devout listener of Saturday Morning Rewind. I gotta admit, I really loved Tiny Tunes growing up as a kid, and I can't wait for this episode. Hope it's a good one. And if Animaniacs could make a reboot, possibly, I hope Tiny Tunes does the same. Thanks. Oh, so cool, Casey. Thank you so much for calling in and leaving a voicemail. I agree with you. Tiny Toons, mm-hmm. I can definitely see a, a reboot or at least them continuing the stories from Tiny Toons. I could definitely see that. And I would not be against it at all. No, I, I wouldn't either. That's actually, I don't know why I've never thought about that. Yeah, I, so. I haven't either. <laughs> Thank you, Casey, for bringing that to our attention. Let's mm-hmm. Let's talk to everyone we know, which is... <laughs> No one that can get this done, but let's try it anyway. I think I would welcome that over Animaniacs. I kind of agree. Animaniacs feels like something that's left perfectly where it's yeah, at. Yeah. Tiny Toons feels like it could go on. Probably because um, Tiny Toons, it's more of characters kind of that we've seen before, bat, you know, with uh, Bugs Bunny and, and Daffy Duck and all. And yeah. Animaniacs was their own set of characters. That's true. Yeah. I, I would totally be down for that, so... Come on, networks. <laughs> Warner Brothers, whoever owns them now. And we have one more voicemail from Andrew. Hi, Saturday Morning Rewind. This is Andrew. Hey, I was wondering if you checked your email because I would like to have you put April Wind to on your show because Casey and I would like to hear her Doris Deer and Clarabelle Cowboy say. And don't forget to tell her the Say hi to us and her daughters and Claire Bell voices, please. Oh, I love that, Andrew. Thank you so much for calling in and leaving a voicemail. And I actually did reply to your email. I think it was back in May. Maybe I did. I'm pretty positive I did about getting April on. And I will definitely reach out to her very, very soon because I would love to have her on as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's a uh, she's a legend. And uh, it'd be fun to just talk Disney characters with her. Yeah, she's sure done a lot yeah. more than that. Oh, yeah. So if you are a listener, of course you are because you're listening right now. It's kind of dumb to say. But if you want to leave a voicemail yourself and hear your own voice on an upcoming episode, again, the number is one eight three three smr tune That's 833-767-8666. So leave a voicemail. Try to keep it under a minute long. If you, can, if you go over a little bit, that's perfectly fine. And uh, we'll try to play it on an upcoming episode. Yeah, that's great. I'm so glad to have these back. And thank you, Andre, Casey, and Andrew for calling in. Yeah, I loved it. So anyways, I guess that's going to be it for this episode of Saturday Morning Rewind. Gary? Yes. Is that it? 
<laughs> I think so. I'll just say it's great to be back. I mean, yeah. hearing the hearing the intro at the beginning of the show, I'm like, man, it's been ages. Yeah, but I guess it really has. I mean, it's been a couple months, I think. Yeah, <laughs> but sometimes, you know, time moves slow, man. <laughs> it does, it does. So it's good to be back on, and it's good to have Cartoon Talk back up and swinging. And we'll see you guys next time on Saturday Morning Rewind. Boom. Thanks for listening to Saturday Morning Rewind. Please check them out on Facebook and Twitter. And that's all, folks. <laughs> <laughs>